Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Hello, everybody! We're back from the podcast! Hello! And I just back wa- from the dead. And I just want to say one thing. Pikachu, I choose you! You've wanted to say that all night, haven't you? Yeah, it's it's been eating me up inside, man. So we're back from a very, very long hiatus, and I don't know what we're talking about because we've thrown this show together so that we could kick ass, chew bubblegum, and talk about whatever the hell we feel like talking about tonight. Because, hey... And we are all out of bubblegum. Yeah, I never had no bubblegum to begin with, but I did have a Rowan Rock. Just right now, because I said... Ruin Rock, I choose you! And this is the part where Justin has his little super fast. We're going to see if we can turn Justin into the uh, scat man. We're going to see if he can be bop, bop, badoop, bop, or however the hell they say it. So you ready? Are you ready, Justin? Hold up. Roll it. Roll that. I'm a little rusty. Give me a break. The following broadcast should follow the precision section 106 and 106 the fair use of copyrighted work, including such as big reproduction, copies, print, or any other means specified by the sections of purpose that any criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, including multiple copies of classroom, scholarships, research, and not oh, I was only four words away. So close. His new show with all his geeky friends Like the difference in Wookiees and Tribbles and Kibbles and Bits The story comes together like a reductive yeah. twist from Harry Potter Or, or maybe it's worse, she might even curse The jerk for reminding you that everything's worse In the back of your mind he says what you never could You write that never song? Should, yes I did would, but he could. So, so listen up, Tro, and let's go. go It's time to sit back and watch a comic book jerk show <laughs> Comic book jerk show Dude, it's, it, it was wrote a long time ago And I had a six minute version of that And my computer died so, I no longer have a six-minute version of the comic book jerk show, introduction, music, fiasco, explosion. Oh, oh, speaking of which, Justin, look at what this is. Battlefield! Battlefield 1. So, let's talk about it, dude. It's finally out. It is a moment that we've all been waiting for. And I'm going to go ahead and just, just shout it out there, man. It's it's just like kind of like Battle Company 2, except minus... I love I love Battlefield 1 just because it felt it it felt refreshed compared to um, Hardline I know you have your your words about that but we're not going to go into that argument I'm not going to open that words but yeah it feels a lot like Bad Company and it feels like it's got that team aspect again there's a lot more focus on um working together uh, again like the originals are but you, you really feel that 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 need that, to have a little bit more skill compared to what I think Battlefield 4 might have had and even Battlefield Hardline I can because feel it calling in the air the night some of these guns do a lot of the work for you and you can reload a whole 30 100 round clip in like 2 seconds 
and versus the, in Battlefield Prime that I'm just sitting there like holding every gun, and I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, but uh, the sniper question. rifles, man, are are amazing, dude. Like out of all the whole series, man, it's like they took the sniper rifles and said, "Hey, let's make the ri sniper rifle so damn good that even the medic class has a sniper rifle." Because I'm telling you, dude, that that Mondragon or Dragoon—I don't know what the, what do you call it—but it, it's a badass sniper rifle that shoots like ten rounds, man. Like I've been using it like crazy, uh, man. That's the question. It does. Someone at Travis T still said, "But does it have hardcore yet?" No, it does not. But I'm excited for when it comes out because then it's gonna go from here to like way up here as even better. And they've also got a mode called Fog of War that I'm really excited about because I remember you and I were on a map and we we're like, ah, this fog is awful. But Fog of War makes it so it's permanent fog on the map, which is gonna be amazing to try and battle. Oh, so Titty Titty Nuts left us a message like that. What? Oh, it does it have? Let me let me tell you this. There's a Canadian brother that I call Travis Gamer, whose name got changed on Facebook because Facebook requires your real name. And we some Battlefield buddies, man. And he gets Battlefield and plays it for a day, gets a refund. So now there's no Battlefield buddy. So get your Canadian ass back in the game. Stop being Canadian. It'll be there next month. It'll be there by the <laughs> end be, of the month. It'll be yeah, there by the end of the yeah. month. By the end of the month, Hardcore is going to be there. Another thing that I found that I really liked that I liked way better than Battlefield 4 is uh, the flying. It feels a lot like... It feels like they took a lot of the good mechanics from Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, like the flying, and put it in here. Yeah, you, you, uh, don't, really you don't have to invert your controls. Like, you, you actually yeah. do fly like Battlefront, and that's what I liked about Battlefront. The funnest part the about it was like that. The physics are awesome, too, because, you know, I was playing with... Um, some friends, and you can get shot, and you can shoot a guy's wing, and if my right wing gets shot, I start swaying to the right the whole time I'm flying, unless I repair, and it just, it adds a great aspect to the dogfights being great again, because I didn't like the, the planes or jets at all in Battlefield 4, I think I hardly used them, except to maybe take out a helicopter. Here, here's exactly, let me, let me tell you how, how you fly jets in Battlefield 4. In Battlefield 4, you take your jet. Let's let's take it from this way. Uh, let's see, Caspian Border, which is the best dirty turd room ever on sea. You go underground, you blow everybody up until somebody hits that stupid button. But anyways, you take the jet from your side of the base, land it over on their base, and shoot the fuck out of their jets when they spawn. And I'm telling you, somebody will always get in their jets on that other side in Battlefield Four. Now, on this game, I've had a hard time landing the jets and. Or the the airplanes and getting them to not blow up because yeah. as soon as you land, land them, it. like it starts it starts blowing up for some reason. I don't I don't I know actually, if that's mechanics. It's not you're just not that good at it yet because I I've landed a plane not once, yet but taking off taking off it was like it got really bumpy along the way. So really, it's just best to stay in the air. Um, question from Juan. Name one other game that is so grounded the game itself states that you're not expected to survive the tutorial. This game oh, did a great uh, job capturing the gritty horrors of World War One. That tutorial almost made me cry right at the start, because it's just like, it tells you, you are not expected to survive this, and every time you got killed, bam, here's the name true. of a guy who fought in World War One and but, died. Bam, but I do, have, guy I do have one. And I was like, I was like tearing up 
at this like tutorial because I'm just like, man, this is this this makes me feel really humbled. I do, also really I do, I do have a game that Juan described there. I do have the game. The game that Juan's describing, another game where you have to go through the horrors of not being able to survive. I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. Bam! WWE 2K17. Welcome to Suplex City, baby. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Suplex hey. <laughs> No. No. Yeah, no. hey, I'm telling no, you. You, you, you. Hey, you are not. <laughs> hey, no, you shut up for a second. Because <laughs> when you start playing this game, you are not expected to fucking survive NXT unless you go ahead and spend uh, $9.99 on a bonus fucking booster pack, you're not going to survive. So it's, we'll go ahead and say that right now. We'll get that out of the way so Juan will be happy with our answer. The most serious and heart-wrenching story ever. And his name is Chad Cena! <laughs> no, Juan, those tears were not from the gas, the, the gas bombs and the, the stuff like that. Uh, what's my preferred... What is your preferred game mode is a question oh, we from got, one of our viewers. Okay, okay. My preferred game mode so far, um, in, in Bad Company 2, we always played Squad Deathmatch. And, and I mean, a lot of... You know, there's no hardcore mode and there's no Squad Deathmatch. So I'm going to agree with Travis here. The lack of, of no hardcore, no team Deathmatch kind of makes it a little bit shitty because we used to snipe like crazy in Bad Company 2. But domination, domination well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting into. Domination has become my favorite game mode because you load up with a sniper rifle and you go and you hide somewhere. You're going to shoot son of a bitches and you're going to get a lot of kills, dude. I was averaging at least 14 and 0 or even more than that just, just by using the sniper rifles alone. I'm telling you, in Battlefield 1, they have constructed this game to make every other weapon in the game a piece of shit but sniper rifles. And... <laughs> the pickup, the pickup weapons. You know. I honestly, I mean, people are always complaining about these weapons. I'm just like, oh, God forbid that machine guns that were still in their their birth at this time period are really, really bad. I mean, come on, they, oh, can oh. you really blame them for that? God, God forbid you have to hit the R2 button a couple of times to fire a single shot fucking rifle. You know, it's something that really aggravates me with people that that do take offense to this game. Because essentially you are playing a game that is classic weapons. I mean, you're not going to have um, an automatic fire on every weapon, so that that balances it out for me. A, I never thought that a game set in World War One would be this good. But no, I, man, was I wrong? I mean, I didn't think that Battlefield could pull it off with a like. I'm just like, oh wait, what are we going to be doing? Sitting in trenches the whole time and just like shooting over. And but they go and they talk about the big battles. Like, I mean, that's another mode that I really like is the the missions one. Uh, forget the name, but it's kind of like Rush. It's their version of Rush, but it teaches you the history of these battles and some of these battles that weren't just trench warfare. There was a lot of big battles outside of the trenches and it, it really introduces to you the, the history and how massive this war was and how yeah, it spread and, out. And a lot of people and, still have yet to, to kind of catch on, but the Skrillex are really cool. When you unlock the Skrillex, it gives you pretty much a... Operations, that was called. Operations. Yeah, Operations is really cool. But the Skrillex that you get for unlocking stuff, a lot of people don't know how to what they are or what they are. They're like, I get these Skrillex, but they're actually like little, um, like two or three page, yeah, like awesome. like stories and lessons and stuff that you can read that that kind of go as kind of a companion. Yeah, you, get, you get a little context and stuff. 
Uh, by the way, I would like to point out that World War One is starting to become more popular setting for games and film. It is. Uh, there was a Verdun game that came out a few months ago, and that's like a RTS kind of game. And then there was a movie about Verdun that's coming out next year, and I really want to see that too. Because honestly, I don't think there's enough. I mean, there World War Two. There are a lot of World War Two games out there. Uh, enough to where the point that I think is. It's time we start expanding horizons for these battles, and I think that it's great that Battlefield 1 did this. And this I mean, yeah, is, this is going to make a good movie. This, yeah, uh, they, I, they took their liberties with this like World War One history. Like, Obviously, I don't think we had giant blimps with eight machine guns on them and stuff like that. And they took some liberties, but at the same time, I really felt that they were very true to the core of World War One history and battle. And I mean, those up close and personal bayonet charges and like mate hitting someone over the head I'm out flag. on that. I hate I, I hate the fucking bayonet charges and I'll be honest with you when I play this game I will go and purposely take off the bayonet for my gun because I'm so fucking sick and tired of using that son of a bitch and running past a dude and be like where'd the dude go and turn around and him stabbing me or shooting me like the bayonet oh, charges that, need that, to be fixed one of our battle buddies, Mad Bull, was so angry at me because I, I bayonet charged him not once, but twice. And twice. then I got another And then another time I was charging Quick Lash, another battle buddy, and I missed and I ran past him and I turned around and I'm just wildly firing blind and somehow got a headshot. Like it was fun as heck. Uh I really like this game there, and I really Travis, I, Travis I just they, mentioned something really cool. Uh, he's he's wanting a Battlefield One movie kinda like Battlefield Friends. But, I mean, be honest with you, if they made a fucking Bad Company movie, like, it would be epic. Because if you played the story modes for Bad Company 1 and 2, like, that was essentially what established the game to be most enjoyable for me. Because playing Bad Company 2 was like, I'm playing, even though I'm playing a single player campaign, I feel like I'm attached to these characters. And that these characters are my friends. And the whole time they're cracking jokes, talking about, like, they're they're sneaking little little shitty things in. Like, there's one moment where you're walking with them, they're like, at least you're not using a pussy heartbeat sensor. And that was, like, the big thing with Modern Warfare 2, is people were using heartbeat sensors. So for for Bad Company 2 to kind of pull that, that edgy, you're attached to the people that you're actually playing with, uh, single player campaign that is something that that I believe that EA is afraid of EA and DICE are afraid to make a Bad Company 3 because they don't know how to capture that awesomeness that was in Bad Company 2 that's why we've got if so you, much shitty if, games if you, if you remastered Battlefield Bad Company 2 and sold it right now I would go to the store and pay $60 right now honestly Dude, I would I would pay I would pay sixty dollars, and I would even pay another fifty nine ninety nine if you just said, "Hey, we're gonna include, you know, a couple of uh, if we're gonna include all the maps from Bad Company One into Bad Company Two, and combine those two and remaster them, or or even put a couple of maps from Battlefield Three, I would be down for that." That's that's the one thing that that I think is lacking in EA and Dice because they keep putting out shit that nobody wants. Nobody wanted Battlefield One. I still don't want Battlefield. I don't 1. blame. I like Battlefield One. I like Battlefield One too, I, I but just, it is I, not the game that anybody's asked for. I Nobody fucking think, wants it. I think that dice dice isn't the real issue I have with the games that have been coming out lately. It's EA mostly because the turnover rate's too quick. I mean, what they started Battlefield One two years ago. I mean, has it been that long? I no, mean, that's I, pretty I short really. 
I don't even know if they started that because if you well, if you if you play Battlefield One, it kind of feels like they started that right after they did Battlefront, and they didn't have very much time to to make it because if they had more time to make it, we would have got a hardcore mode, we would have got squad deathmatch, we would have had maps that actually felt like they were fun to play in like if you play the conquest maps there might be two maps out of the nine they have that just are fun and then you've got stupid maps like that jungle map it sucks or the map with only three objectives which they're supposedly supposed to be correcting but still to have 64 players fighting over three fucking objectives is a little bit stupid and a little bit tedious and then you've got you've got the lack of c4 i hate the fact that you've got tnt but you have no way to resupply that. Like, removing the resupply box from the, the ammunition that's used to blow up fucking tanks, you strap three sticks of fucking TNT on a tank and it doesn't blow up and you don't have any fucking ammo and you're playing solo, that's kind of shitty because you can't drop yourself ammo like you could in Battlefield 3 and 4 and even Bad Company. You could drop some fucking ammo, throw some C4, blow something up, and boom, resupply yourself, go and try it again if you failed the first time, or, you know, like, like me and you love to fucking mobile dirty turd, and if people don't know what that is, that's when you strap the C4 to, to any kind of moving vehicle, you blow that vehicle up, and, you know, you jump in another vehicle, strap some more C4 to it, throw it into another vehicle, blow it up, but they have took that away from us, I mean, I would love to just fucking load up one of one of the motorcycles up with a bunch of TNT and run it into a tank and be like, yeah, that's satisfying. That's But Battlefield 1 strips any kind of vehicles away from you except for basically airplanes. And even then, you don't feel like you're getting to play because you're flying an airplane for 20 or 30 minutes and you're not going to do much. <laughs> Travis says we call it the Iraq taxi. Is that right? <laughs> Wait, where'd I go? Where'd I go? Where did you go? You're Mom. missing. Mama! 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 Uh-oh, you're missing Man, here. so this is what it's like to be in the fog in World, in World War One. Dude, you disappeared. Where did you go? Where'd you go? I miss you. Where'd you go? Did you hang up on me? I no, think... I'm here. Okay, we're gonna have some technical difficulties. So please stand by. Uh-huh. Please stand by. When can we get they hear this. us? Yeah, they can hear us, but you are totally hey. gone, bro. Where'd you go? I miss you so. Oh well, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to reconnect with him. We'll try to see if we can get this back up and rolling. Let's see if he's back. Oh, oh calling him back. Oh, well, you're back. I don't know what happened there, but... Am I back? I think this is the or first... Is our live This is the first technical difficulty we've ever had and managed to fucking come back from it and still live. People are still here. Yes, We're thank still you. Alive. We're still alive! <laughs> All right, so, let's go. Dormammu, I've come to Bergen. Oh, no. We're back again. Are we talking about Dr. Shit? I mean, Strange? Is that what we're doing now? Oh, you... Sh- I think we're transitioning to that now. We've come to bargain. We've come to bargain. This unless somebody, please, please, if anybody's this... got any more questions about Battlefield One, ask them now, and we'll go back to no, them. because no, we're we the last. Talking Doctor Strange. We, we could go back to that later. All right, we're we're moving on. You know what? I haven't even done my Funko Pop of the week, 
So we're gonna go do that right now. I just came back from the dead. You come back from the dead? What the fuck? Go pop of the week! Alright guys, my Funko Pop of the Week is Batman The Dark Knight Returns Armored. And it's a really nice pop. Uh, I don't know if you can see I'll just turn it like this so you can see it better. It is an FX exclusive, and it's really nice. Can you take my marquee down for a minute there so they can see this beautiful punk Funko Pop? You there? Aaron? Alright, I don't I, I can't hear Aaron, so we're just gonna keep going. So this is my Funko Pop of the Week. And it is the Dark Knight Returns Batman. It's an FX exclusive. And it's really cool. I love the armored look. It's you can see you can't see it very well, but you can see like the wrinkles on his face on there and he looked like he's just wearing this is from the comics are you back yeah what, what? uh did i miss something from the comics are you there <laughs> yeah i'm totally here i just ran to take a piss and left you with the <laughs> I, you didn't tell me i'm sitting here talking and i'm like i can't hear air and i thought i was going crazy um but on the back, there's a bunch more that are coming out that still, that I haven't had. I really want that Joker one, mostly. But this is a really great series. I love The Dark Knight Returns, and if you do too, this is an awesome Funko Pop to have. Um, they, Dude, you got to set it on fire. Take it out of the box and set it on fire right now. Do it. Why? Why? Because I've yet to set a Funko Pop on fire. Maybe I should do that tonight on the podcast. You think I should? Oh. No. Why, dude? Everybody is waiting. Maybe, maybe I could take the, uh, uh, maybe I could take the the Fugitive Toys exclusive Nightwing and set it on fire, man. It's only worth like eighty bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be a great idea. Be freaking yeah, that's awesome. the Funko Pop. Funko Pop of the week is the Woo! Armored Batman from the Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller's. It's amazing. So if you can find it, get it. Uh, good luck out there for you chasers. So we have some some f more questions in the forum right here. Uh, Travis wants to know. Uh, Travis wants to know if there's any pets in Battlefield One. No, Travis. I'm sorry, but there is no pets in Battlefield One. Uh, Juan wants to there's, wants to see more. War pigeon mode. There is a war pigeon mode. Which I haven't done yet, but you apparently the goal is to keep, get your messenger pigeon across the map to the other base. So yeah, I guess there I is mean, pets. My bad. Pigeon. <laughs> so that's that's. I'm about gonna be it. honest. Every time I've tried to do a war pigeon match, I end up in an empty server. Nobody wants to play war pigeon. So perhaps they. No well, see, if Battlefield was smart, they would do like Destiny does. And even though people say Destiny's shitty by now. Still, Destiny does weekly events. So, I mean, every week you got to meet Zer, and every, every other week, you know, they got an Iron Banner quest or, you know, double XP or something crazy like that. So, Battlefield really needs to get on that Destiny page and start actually offering some of those, like, like events, man. Like, there's no reason to play War Pigeon if you're not demanded to. Like, give us a fucking couple battle packs or something like that for completing it. But you got to do something, man. 
Battlefield One is so stripped <laughs> down. One take the game. We will eat pigeons. Pigeon actually sounds really good. Maybe some quail. So. Yeah, maybe. What also quail. sounds really good? Talking about a new movie that I really love. Oh, I know you're not talking about Doctor Strange. So let's go ahead and talk about. Batman! Batman! Return of the Cape Crusader! Now available on DVD. That I'm going to be honest with you. I did not like this movie the first time I seen it. So I went back and said, there has to be something going on here that I'm not enjoying. So I went back and I watched a couple of episodes of 66 Batman and then went back and watched the 66 Batman movie. I don't know if it even came out in 66. Cause it's a little, but I watched it on Netflix. And then I went back and watched the Cape Crusaders and it's enjoyable as hell, man. Like, it is really... It's fun. It is such a good movie because not only does it have Burt Ward and it has uh, Adam West and it has one of the original Catwomans. There was three. Uh, Julie Newmar. It it has all of them. It doesn't have Julie Newmar in it. I thought it had somebody. Julie Newmar came back to voice Catwoman for this. You're lying. There were, three, there were three. I'm looking right on the back here. It says right there the voice talents of Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar. I'll be a son of a bitch. Yes, it's got an amazing cast, and it felt just like you pick up right where the show left off. Can we spoil it's it? So much... No, we Can don't we spoil, spoil it? it. We won't spoil it. No. Spoil no. it! I will only talk Do about it. how good it was. No. We will not be evil Batman! Dude, nobody's gonna watch it till it comes out on... on... Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> see what you did there. Alright, yeah. so, so basically, right. the premise is Batman... In 66. So. Well, it's it's just like an extension of the show. It doesn't pick up where any of the other show left off or anything. It just it's just another episode, you know. It's it's we settle in on our on our Cape Crusaders in Gotham, and it just starts right there and keeps going. And it's such a great. It's so fun because they poke fun at their own show and like all the little silly antics. Uh, like, I had so much fun listening to the crazy alliterations that they make. You know, it's that dastardly devil, the penguin, you know, or something like that. And he's like, it, it's so much fun. There's a lot of Easter eggs and um, throwbacks and references. Like, there's one point where Batman gets hit over the head by the penguin, and he looks at Catwoman, and he sees three Catwoman in dizziness. And the three Catwoman look like the original three Catwoman, uh, Julie Newmar... Uh, Eartha Kitt, and uh, I can't remember the last one's name. She has a very long last name, but one of the other Catwomen, I'm sorry. But, and you know, they, it's so much fun to hear them make, you know, like there's one part where Batman lectures Robin about jaywalking and how it's dangerous, and it does things like that, like the Batman show did, making these little subtle PSAs about being good citizens. You know what and else it does? They also... What? Pikachu, I choose you! <laughs> Alright, it also makes fun of uh, 
Christopher Nolan's Batman. They make fun of the the movie Batman. They even quote Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, which made my day hearing Adam West quote that. So I mean, it's so much fun to to watch this. And if you loved the old '66 Batman and all the campiness and fun that it had to offer, you will absolutely love this film. I highly recommend at least going out and watching it just for the fun of it. It made me smile the whole way through, and watching it again was even better. So, looking at the little things that they, they threw in there. So, yeah, that was a great film. Highly recommend it. Batman, Return of the Cape Crusaders. So, go get that. And just some exciting news for everybody. There's gonna be a sequel, and it's gonna include William Shatner as Two-Face, which is actually... If, could you imagine, like, going back and there being, like, a secret episode that they shot that never aired and then, like, going to a vault and being like, hey, we have a whole episode with William Shatner as Two-Face. Would that not have been the more icon iconic than anything? The only, that would have been amazing. I, I, the only thing that could probably trump that is if they actually had uh, Billy D. Williams, like, do a costume test that leaked out. Like, I know that... Uh, Marlon Wayans actually did a costume test for Robin, so I would love to see what Tim Burton had in store for Marlon Wayans as Robin. Did you know that um, uh, Frank Sinatra auditioned to be the Joker? Yeah, let's move on to... Uh, <laughs> if anybody's <laughs> Can been you imagine watching... how that would have been, though? Shut up. <laughs> Alright, so... Let's move on to another movie that I that you are avoiding, um, Doctor Strange. Oh, I thought we was going to talk about that movie about sausages, Sausage Party. Doctor Strange. Sausage Party. Doctor Strange. Sausage. The fans want Doctor Strange. The tea. fans want Doctor Strange. Star Trek Beyond. I never saw it yet. I, yeah, I know. We're bad <laughs> can you yeah. believe that? Like, it's it's six weeks later, and we have been promising that me, you, and Brian would all pack up and go watch Star Trek Beyond, and that we would come and do a whole podcast about whether Wait, it was good you know or bad. What? I just got a question from the fans. Travis Teasdale asked, "How was Doctor Strange?" Question mark. Okay, if you if so, you if you wonder let's answer that. Okay, if you wonder why I've been jumping in and just randomly going Pikachu, I choose you. Well, Doctor Strange is one of those movies that just out of fucking nowhere, after a serious moment, he's just like, "Well, let me do some comedy real quick to make sure this moment's not too serious." <laughs> Hey, I'm Doctor Strange! That is one of the best I have with this movie and Marvel films. Is just every time Doctor Doctor Strange was great. I really loved it. It was a great origin story. Kind of like, um, I mean, it was a Marvel origin story. It set up a lot of character development, a lot of character introduction. It did not leave enough room for a vil a good villain boss fight. I believe, in my in my opinion, uh, it felt kind of like watching Thor. Um, Thor was a big redemption story. Thor, big hero, big shot, loses everything, and has to redeem himself by learning new things and learning new ways of adapting, and then has this, you know, boss fight with some bad guy who's not really the big bad because there's a bigger bad than him, and it's just this redemption story where he learns how to be humble 
and also regain his power, and then he saves everyone. All right. it, it's a it, it felt a lot like watching Thor if you That's, know the formula. That, Thor, yeah, but it, here's here's Doctor here's my problem. I'm I'm not going to talk about Doctor Strange right now, but I'm going to talk about the Doctor Strange movie that I wanted. All right, first of all, I love the Lionsgate film. I love Doctor Strange, the animated show. But here's another thing. I also expected this Doctor Strange to be one of those movies where it mixes in some seriousness. Something as serious as, as something that should be a comedy. Like, did you ever see the uh, the Andy Kaufman movie that Jim Carrey was in? Man in the Moon? No. Okay, so there. if you go back and watch that, there's a scene where Andy Kaufman gets diagnosed with um, cancer and all that. So he goes on this, this great escapade to, to find alternate cures and stuff. And then he... He finds the, you know, he. There's this one particular scene that I always stand in my mind of him um, watching them perform some kind of like ritual or something, and then him seeing that it was fake, and that's something that resonated to me that would be perfect for a Doctor Strange story because essentially he can't move his hands and his hands are broke, so he goes to other alternate sources to kind of find that and that seriousness that should have been like whoever directed Man in the Moon which I don't have internet movie database up right now, so whoever directed that should have been the director of Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange totally went in the wrong direction of what it should have. The Lionsgate cartoon was more serious than the actual Marvel film, because... I thought it was serious. I think that Benedict did a great job portraying Doctor Strange, who is a very serious guy, but he's also got this charismatic and sarcastic, I know more than you kind of attitude. He's not and serious, I really though. Think he's, that he... he's not serious at all in this whole fucking film. Even, even though he, he fucks serious. up his hand, he's not Here's serious. I think he was serious, but... Other people ruined the serious moment, or he himself did. I think that they just marveled it. They marveled it like all the other movies. There's always a serious moment, and then a split second later, there's a joke. Like, uh, but where was Ant-Man. that in Winter Soldier, you know, man? Like, and, there, and, there was, and no, it's like, there was nothing right. like that. There was one moment in Winter Soldier, and that was the elevator scene. But the elevator scene took itself fucking seriously. Doctor Strange, however, did not take itself seriously enough. And that's the one that, problem that I had with it. It doesn't have to be a super serious movie, though. Winter Soldier but, dealt with very but serious dude, content. You're, you're ta- no, no, story. it has to be serious, man. Like, listen for a second. Listen for a second. Listen for a second. It has to take itself seriously, because you have a doctor that has dedicated his whole life to helping people, to to doing surgery, yep. and he's got his hands, and his hands is his one tool to do that. And he's the sh- only one with the hands like that. That's what I said. Though, but it shows show- it for a second. It doesn't dive into that. It just like watch watch the Lionsgate one versus the Marvel one. I did watch Lionsgate. The Lionsgate one takes it's, itself way more seriously than the actual film. It's and half the movie showing how much of an a hole he was, and I, as a doctor, and then not enough explaining how he became the doctor. It was a great film. I agree. It's very serious. A lot of people died to protect this realm and all that stuff. But what I'm trying to say is it doesn't have to be too serious. They, sh- they do it perfectly. They show his hands. You know, he freehands a surgery, picking on a bullet, like just looking at it without any kind of his medic, like other x-ray assistance and all that. And they show the, how great he is. But they also show, like, he doesn't do this to care for people. He does it for guts and glory. 
You know, he blew yeah, but, off a girl. But, but, with. but the problem with that is... I'll let you talk in a minute. Let me talk. He blew off, got, you know, a girl that he had a thing with. Apparently, they worked together as doctors together. And all he cares about is himself and getting the glory. I'm not going to save this veteran who's paralyzed, even though I could, because that's too risky. I might fail. Oh, I'm not going to save... Tell me people who are really good cases that I can take. Which, also, one of the cases before he crashed was... Probably Carol Danvers, who's going to be Captain Marvel. Just a little tie-in Easter egg. The director did not confirm or deny it. He just kind of smiled and said, yeah, that's her department. But uh, that's a side note. But I think that they did a great job of introducing, look, this guy's a hotshot doctor who has everything in the world, but he loses it all, and then he throws all of his money away, all of his, you know hope away into all these cures that could happen and everyone gives up on him and so he goes on the self-discovery journey and I don't think you need to drag out the doctor side of him we're interested in the power side of him you, you're interested in him like, but, but I can tell you this right now like if if I wanted to fucking remove a bullet I could probably you know, I, that's something that's not a big deal but you know you're talking about him blowing right? off this person and blowing off this person right? well I mean it's it's not that that great. They did not make it amped up. The villain was weak, and I mean, I'm the hugest Benedict Cumberbatch fan as you can know, because like I've watched every single episode of fucking Sherlock, and I've watched you know pretty much everything he's produced, and I love it, man. And it's not his fault that this movie was bad. The writing, the shitty fucking corny jokes, you know, the lack of taking it seriously, <laughs> making making the cape basically a fucking puppy dog. Like, why in the fuck did they have to make his pu cape a puppy dog? All right. I love the cape. The cape of levitation was great, and I think that it's awesome that not only it's not just a piece of clothing, it has a personality. I think that's great. So, I like the cape. I didn't know that the cape would end up being my favorite character. <laughs> and that's that's bad. That's bad news for any movie if a piece of fucking wardrobe is more important. That's like saying... Hey, I fucking watched the line, the witch in the wardrobe, and the only thing that was good about the film was they walked into a closet, man. I fucking really love that closet, man. That closet's the best part of the movie. Hey, by the way, did you see that closet they walked in? It was fucking fantastic, man. It was it was the best closet that you'll ever see in your life. take down a guy by wrapping itself around him and then like throwing the thing around. I thought it was okay. Look, I think that I seen that it was a years film. ago in in it's Spawn. I seen Spawn do it ten times better, dude. And nobody likes Spawn. Nobody likes Spawn. That movie fucking sucks, but his fucking cape kicked everybody's ass, dude. Like Spawn's cape and Doctor Strange's cape got in a fight, dude. I'm pretty sure that Spawn's cape would bend fucking Doctor Strange's cape over and fuck him in the fucking cape ass. <laughs> But anyways, I think that, you know, the thing that left me wanting more was a good villain, and it's kind of, like I said, going back to Thor, I felt like there wasn't a good enough of a boss fight, you know, Thor fights that robot in, in the first origin story, and it was over like that, and this one, it was a pretty cool boss fight at the end, but really there wasn't even a boss fight. Uh, you know, necessarily with that guy. I did, yeah, I didn't but, mind that at all, man. Like, like the so fights. What to fight. You know what I didn't know? He was Benedict Cumberbatch was also Dormammu. He was the voice and face of Dormammu. 
I did not notice that. Did not know that until He's I also the it. fucking voice and, and face of Smog in the fucking Hobbit. That's right. I'm a Cumberbitch fan, baby. You call me Cumberbitch's bitch. Oh. But I thought it was really cool that he was uh, the voice of Dormammu. He actually asked to be that because he said, I want to see these characters as kind of two sides of, a di- of the same coin, but different sides of the same coin. You know, it was some- something about his acting. Like, he-, he wanted to see the connection between well, those. I, also, I, I see I people comparing those two. In this. I see people comparing that to, like, the ending of Fantastic Four and shit, but... For me, I really didn't care about the ending. I mean, it wasn't bad. I, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it felt like a bunch of clips randomly thrown together, but it wasn't bad. I mean, the movie the movie had its good story, but man, what thrown me out of it was this generic fucking love story that felt like I was watching all the or all the shitty parts of Daredevil on Netflix. The love story and all you know, that. You know, the thing I liked about this was it didn't force a love plot like they did in Thor or any of these other movies like with Iron Man and with Pepper and stuff. Like, yeah, he feels affection for her, for this other woman that he apparently had a thing with, but at the end, you know, she just gives him a kiss on the cheek and says, I gotta go. It wasn't like, they didn't even talk like, you know, we're a thing again. But, so, but it was exactly the same relationship that we've seen in Daredevil between, yeah, him and, and fucking Miss Coffee bitch, you know. I don't know how she went from, hey, I really like Matt Murdock and I like taking care of him, to, hey, let's go get fucking coffee with Luke Cage. I really liked Luke Cage up until her, them putting her in it. Like, it was that mm-hmm. fucking generic love story, the same generic love story that we get. Does every single fucking Marvel movie have to have a generic love story? I mean, I really hope that they don't throw Captain Marvel in there and they're like, hey, we're not only going to do something different. We're Marvel. We're risky. We're going to try to risk it. They got Wonder Woman. We got Captain Marvel. We're going to turn Captain Marvel into a lesbian and we're going to have a generic love story, the same generic love story that you've seen in every single fucking Marvel film. So I really hope, here's, here's my prediction for Marvel, I really hope that they decide to get rid of the stupid love stories and just go ahead and move on do Thor Ragnarok and not have any generic love story. Also, because I swear to uh, God, if the Hulk falls in love with some stupid bitch, I'm gonna fucking freak because I've not had also, a Marvel movie without a generic love story. I'm sick of it. Spoiler ahead when I say this. All right, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want me to spoil the after credits scene, uh, you might want to turn it on now. I'll give you five. Which, seconds. which one? Five, which one? Or they're both of them. Three, two, one. All right, I'm going to talk about these after credit scenes. First after credit scene that um, so are we going to see Doctor Strange in Ragnarok now? That's what it's looking like. Or It'd at be least cool. like he's going to have something to do. With It'd be it. cool. It would be cool. So it sounds like because he's talking to Thor, which I want to know how he got in contact with Thor to the the begin <laughs> to begin shit, with. He's Doctor but, Strange, dude. Yeah, I, I, no yeah, matter how much but, shit I'm giving Doctor Strange right now, it's been Benedict Cumberbatch. No matter if I fucking don't agree with the movie, there was parts I like, and I love his character. I love his him as an actor. So yeah, bring me more Doctor Strange. Even though I hate hate what they did with the movie, put him in with Thor. Seeing man, him I'm at, down. Seeing I'm game. Ragnarok would be really interesting because yeah. you know magical mystery kind of stuff. I'm glad they're getting into that. Um, oh hey, a comment from Juan. Um, the doc, the nurse in Doctor Strange is one of the people who have taken the title of Night Nurse. In uh, you know, as a title in the comics, so I never noticed that. Thank you, Juan. That was actually an interesting fact. Yeah, but fact. but I thought Night Nurse was the bitch from fucking Daredevil. Until well, I mean, there's been a few night. There's been a few girls who have taken the title of Night Nurse. 
Is that hey don't you know what Night Nurse kinda reminds me of? Have you ever seen USA hmm. up all night? No. God damn, you fucking millennials don't nothing, man. If you ain't never seen USA up all night, you need to go back to school. You need to go back to school <laughs> <laughs> And I know all the people watching I right now. <laughs> Hey, your school ain't teaching right. you shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a letter to your dean. You go ahead and send me the email after this post. I'm gonna write a letter to your dean and tell him that he ain't teaching you fucking millennials about USA up all night, so he ain't doing a damn thing right. My president, that'd be even better. <laughs> that might work. Uh, Where was we? Anyway? But anyways, and then the next, all right, second after credit scene. I'm glad they're setting up a a better villain for this next film. It's got, what's his name, Baron, um, Morick? I don't know. The, uh, but I'm glad they're setting up a better villain. Wait, 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 what? What'd you say? Baron Corbin's in WWE 2K17! Get on there and fight his belly button, bitches! Yeah, he's definitely in WWE. Uh, are we also not talking about the fact that the guy who trained Doctor Strange has the staff of the, um... What was the staff called? The staff of the, um... I just totally forgot the name. I don't remember. I don't remember any staff being in the, there. The Living Tribunal. The staff of Living... The st he's like, this is the staff of the Living Tribunal. Like, it's imbued with magic. I'm like, holy crap. The staff of the Living Tribunal, that has got to be one of the most powerful staffs that's ever existed. I mean, the Living Tribunal is only close, close, like, in power, below... The, the one who sees all, which is like Marvel's version of God. Uh, so that thing's got to be huge. Baron Mordo, that's the name. He will be a much better villain in the next film. Thank you, So Ron. So did you 3D so, or did you not 3D? 3D or not 3D? Did you see I it? I 3D. You got, if you, that might have been my you problem. You have not seen this movie. See it in 3D. These fight scenes looked amazing in 3D. That first fight scene where the Ancient One comes out there and kicks all those guys' butts, which was also really amazing, that scene alone was just worth the 3D. And then the scene where they're in, like, the um, the mirror world was awesome, too. Well, it's official. I'm going to see it again for the second time because apparently I didn't watch it the fucking first time in 3D. And if it's in 3D... There's a great scene in 3D... He flings out where the kid flings out and it flings forward and it flings right out the screen and it was awesome. Like, see it in 3D, dude. See it in 3D. If you didn't see it in 3D, you really missed out on the experience. Yeah, I, I fucking missed out. And I know that uh, TVs don't want to do 3D anymore. And, eh, maybe it's 3D time. 3D time? What you Maybe someday. But yeah, I think that's going to be a much better villain. Uh, and you know. It had a serious moment. I almost, I teared up a little bit when the Ancient One was, um, you know, spoiler. So, that was pretty sad. And I was just like, I think that I was, was the most serious. Dude, I was more fucking depressed whenever Wong died, dude, because honestly, I loved his character. And I was like, how you gonna fucking kill Wong, man? How you gonna do that? They, they rectified, but, how you gonna fucking kill Wong, man? Not even, 
Like, I really hope for a sequel to Doctor Strange because it, there's so much room for improvement if they would just get an act, you know, a director and a writer that wouldn't add so much comedy. Because I really do like my Marvel movies a little bit more serious. Like, Winter Soldier hey, is probably, like... Civil War and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is by far the best fucking Marvel movie that they put out. I don't Marvel doesn't make more serious movies, you know, being the success of Winter Soldier... But they're Marvel. They like to hire their comedy writers and make these films accessible to little kids too. And I, hey, you know, let's hey, while, what, I mean, while we're just fucking around here and just talking shit, let's give our top five Marvel movies if we can, and try to see like you know where where we divided here because we're divided worse than the fucking nas- nation of of America right now. So let's let's go ahead and divide it up in our top five. We'll start with you. Top five Marvel movies. Okay, uh, one, Civil War, two, Winter Soldier, three, First Avengers movie, four, Ant-Man, five. That's a a odd choice. Yeah, I really like the heist aspect of it. Like, I liked Ant-Man because it was different, and it was a heist movie, you know? I love heist films. It was Ant- and, you know, it had a really great fight sequence, um... You know, a very good story with it too. You know, the the two sides of the coin were really good. Is is, uh, is the Hulk on the list there? Like like Edward Norton's Hulk or? You know what I was saying to someone. I love that movie, but I really want them to just make a sequel already, and I hope that what they're doing with Ragnarok might lead to a sequel. Yeah, because so as as much as you want to say it, that Hulk doesn't feel like it fits in the Marvel Universe. It's amazing, and it's a great movie, but when you recasted Edward Norton, you took that, that mysticism from the Hulk. So we'll, we'll scratch I like, it off. But there. I like Mark Ruffalo, though. I mean, I, I kind of forgot Edward Norton. I, well, I like Mark Ruffalo. I, I uh, love, five, love Mark five, Ruffalo, but yeah. Five, um... That's a tough one. Iron Man? And I say that with a question because it's like I don't know other what else I really like. You know, so. not not one Thor movie made made that list. Not not Captain I America: mean, First Avenger. Like it didn't make that list. So let me go ahead and go through. I think I can I can name my my top five pretty quick, man. It's going to be a little bit tricky because because since we're going to go ahead and cut off the Hulk, um, Edward Norton's Hulk is fucking probably on my number one list because I loved it. It was every well we'll go ahead and I'll talk I'll I'll spit out why I love that as my number one and then I'll go through my actual top five. But Edward Norton's Hulk not only gave credit to the original Lou Ferrigno Hulk, but it also just encompassed like everything a Hulk movie should have been before Ang Lee got a hold of it. It had the drama, it had the fucking badass Hulk, it had the badass feeling. It didn't take itself too corny. It took itself really seriously. And there was a scene between uh, Liv Tyler and Edward Norton where they're on a bridge that was kind of mushy-gushy that kind of grabbed me like, yeah, this is what it needs to be. But if, if I was going to talk about my top five, uh, I'd say my, my favorite after that, you know, I'll go ahead and say that Ant-Man, I really liked Ant-Man, but that'll probably be my second. My first one is probably probably going to be Captain America First Avenger. Because there's something about old movies that... Or old time movies that I like. Like Young Indiana Jones and the end of Indiana Jones. It felt like 
the Indiana it's, Jones. It, you know, it was interesting uh, because it was a great World War II movie, but yeah, also it, a great superhero movie. Yeah, it was kind of like the Indiana Jones a superhero movie. So, you know, you got Captain America, uh, First Avenger. You know and, what? Scratch my list five, Guardians of the Galaxy. I figured it out. I uh, totally that, forgot about that. That is, my, that is my third. Totally my third right there. I'm glad you mentioned that because I almost let it slip. But then you, you've oh. got Captain America, First Avenger. You've got uh, Ant-Man. Well, actually, I'm going to move Ant-Man to third and then put Guardians of the Galaxy second because I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy like five or six times. Way more than I watched Ant-Man. Um, and then So much. Then I, I think my fourth is going to be um, the second Thor movie because the beginning of that shit was awesome because you're seeing everybody from Asgard fighting in this old school fucking Hercules type setting village and then that, that uh, there's something about him taking on that, that big fucking giant dude in like two seconds it's just like yeah that's exactly what fucking Thor would do um, and then I'd say my fifth one I don't know man I want to say it's Civil War but I really didn't like Civil War that much the only thing I liked about Civil War is the introduction of Spider-Man um, everything else about Civil War was kind of half-assed backwards. Like, I didn't like the whole Winter Soldier killing Tony Stark's parents type fucking Batman versus Superman bullshit. It was, bullshit. I, it, it was, it was but it, it felt like it was out of place. I want to say that there's another Mar Marvel movie that kind of trumps that. It wouldn't be the first Avengers, because I, when I first seen the first Avengers movie, I fucking hated it. I thought it was kind of corny and stupid, and... It didn't exactly combine all of these heroes the way I wanted it to. But, yeah, I, I'd say it's probably going to be Civil War, man, because I don't know, right, man. We got five. Got five good ones. All right, well, we got five minutes left, so I've got one more thing I want to talk about before we close. Let's do it. Hey, dude, we're never on a time limit here, man. We used to go two hours, three hours. Young Justice Season 3. Woo! Young Justice is back, bitches! Woohoo! <laughs> hey, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what Young Justice does to yes. me right here. See here, here. This is for Young Justice right here. See this? I'm glad you mentioned Young Justice because because right here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you count for me. Here we go. We're gonna do this. Mm. Oh boy. The comic book jerk does not support. The consumption of alcohol in manner. Please drink responsibly. What was it that I told you that I had earlier? I don't remember. The, the Asian stuff? You have the bottle right in front of you. Oh, uh, yeah, Asian. Uh, oh, the uh, yeast allergy. Something yes. like that. Okay, so here's the problem. If you're ever watching me on a podcast and I'm having a beer and I turn really, really flush red and I. Asian I get, flush. Yeah, if I really get flush red and I look like I'm halfway dying, um, that is because um, for some reason my body doesn't actually conduct um, alcohol very well. So whenever I drink, anyway. when I drink one beer, I turn really red Let's and I almost talk about die. Your damn health. Let's talk about Young Justice, the important things. Woo! Young Justice is back, bitches! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I hope they pick up right where season two left off. Like, I mean, I know it's been like what six years. All right, all right. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Go to YouTube.com and look up Comic Book Jerk. What pisses me off? Because that was the last episode of What Pisses Me Off, and it was Young Justice. And 
I really let Cartoon Network have it for letting that show go. And I'm going to be honest yeah. with you, that was my favorite show. And it was so heart-fucking-breaking when they... The last episode is the best episode of Young Justice you'll ever see. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many questions. And now Darkseid is teaming up with uh, the, the Savage, Randall Savage, and all that. And there's still War World, and... All, all, all is, the fucking, is, all the superheroes are back, man. Batman's back, Flash is back, you know, fucking Green Arrow's so back. So much, so much that they need to, that I, I really hope that they don't do any of that flash forward eight years kind of thing. Dude, in fact, that- in fact, let's flash backwards, because I want to see, I want to see where fucking Tim Drake came from, and I, I want to see where Supergirl came from, and I mean, I want to, because they skipped a whole fucking generation with the second season, man. They, like, the next thing you know, you're you're watching it, and then you're like, that's not the Robin I remember. Did they redesign him? And then you're finding out the fucking Nightwing's in it, dude. Now he's Nightwing? I mean, I mean like, it's just great. I think there's a lot that needs to be picked up, and and we need to let the pieces dude, get Dude, I was on the edge of my fucking seat, it. dude. I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil a little bit, because if you haven't watched Netflix by now, and you haven't jumped on the campaign, then you deserve to be spoiled. But when fucking Wally West fucking gave his life to fucking save everybody, dude... Dude. Oh, tears. Dude, tears. Tears, tears for fucking days, man. Like, like, I was and I was like, oh my god, dude, season three is going to be incredible because they could tap it to the speed force. They could do an infinite crisis fucking thing. They could do anything in the world to bring back Wally. But what if, dude, just what if they bring back season three and Wally is actually gone for good, man? Like, seeing the whole team and everybody dealing with that for years, man, like, god, dude, season three has so much potential. And I don't care which direction they take it to. I really don't care. It's back, dude. That's all that matters, dude. And that's something I've been petitioning for. That's something I've signed everything for. It's something I really rallied for to come back. Like, something that emotionally I put myself into. And I invested fucking hours, dude. I spent almost a week doing that what pisses me off thing. Just because I was so mad about Young Justice for several months. And now they're actually listening to us. They're actually listening to the fans. And, and dude, I would I would come in my house, dude. They they said, hey, you know, we want the fans to get together and rally together and watch Netflix. I came home and I put all three of my fucking TVs and my laptop on Young Justice to play the entire fucking day just so I could support the show. And, I mean, I, dude, I... Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm just so excited. Dude, I, this is... This is the best thing that, that could have been announced in 2016, period, hands down. I don't care what anybody else posts up. I don't care, you know, hey, hey, we're making a Justice League movie and it's coming out. Hey, you know, we've got a, we've got another and season you know, of Flash yeah, coming. That's a good point. They could introduce so many new characters. You know, you got Kyle Rayner, Red Hood, Raven, Starfire, Brainiac as a villain, Cyborg. There's so many more that you could introduce as characters for this that would be amazing and heck with rebirth going on maybe they could tie in some of the newer characters as well like you know Dude, maybe um, they can even uh, gotham that, and gotham well maybe they can even bring in fucking the new wally west and new 52 the whole thing man and and just basically have two wally west in the universe man you know actually build yeah, on that i mean it just there's so much that they can do with this i'm super excited and like I, I, my eyes watered 
when I found out that Young Justice was coming back. I was just like so happy. You know, I was just like, you know, the Cubs won, Trump's president, tr season three is coming out. What did Barry do to the timeline? I don't know, but but he 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 went back to the time stream, brought Young Justice back, but sacrificed some other things that we won't talk about because we're not political. We don't give a shit about yeah. that. It's none of our business. You vote for who you like. We'll vote for who we like or not vote at all. We are all at the end of the day, team comic book jerk. We're all at the end of the day, yeah. team nerd. That's right. Yeah. We're all winners in this. I mean, there's so many movies coming out next year too. Power Rangers. We got to talk about all these movies coming out next next show. Because this, I could go and rant dude, about this. Dude, I know. I, I, I'm leaving. I'm leaving it all out. Spider Man. All of that. So many great movies. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You you name some of yours. I'll name some of mine. Go five, four, three, two, one, go. What's coming out? All right, Power Power Rangers, Guardians of the Galaxy two, Spider Man, Wonder Woman, Justice League. Uh, what else? Um, um, uh, um, we we've got the Flash. Uh, we've got Le Guardians of the Galaxy two. We've got uh, Le Legends of Tomorrow. We've got Arrow. We've got Gotham. We've got fucking the Flash. I mean, shit. There is so much crazy comic book superhero spectacular bullshit that we could talk about for days. And we're back. I know. And we're gonna have episode as soon as the mid-season finale comes for all of these superhero shows and comic book shows like Walking Dead, we're going to have an episode dedicated to just TV superheroes and live action and how we what do we think about that? Because you and I still got to talk Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, uh, we're, we're also never going to talk The Fear of the Walking Dead because that show fucking sucks balls and ain't nobody fucking watches it. You know, eh, that show sucks. But anyways, yes, 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 yes. The challenge for this evening, this night, and probably for the rest of the year starting in 2017 will be... I've, I've challenged Justin. I was going to make it 2 to 1, but I'm going to double the odds. I'm going to make Justin a 3 to 1 odds that for every episode of Gotham he watches, I'll watch three episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, you know, that's, that's where we differentiate ourselves. Because... I watch Gotham, and I love Gotham. Justin, on the other hand, watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sucks balls. He thinks Gotham sucks balls. So, basically, we're both going to end That's up sucking some balls. No. So, uh, let's not put it that way. So. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well. We might as well do. Because... We have have ladies who would probably be very upset if they if they heard us say that. Alright. Shit, our so, ladies would laugh. So, that, that so that's the challenge for 2017, which we're not going to yeah, do now so because I'm I want to wait till all this episode. Are back. So next time, hopefully, with all the technical difficulties out of the way, we can be here at 12 a.m. instead of one. Oh man, the yeah Juan just mentioned the last few episodes of of Legends of Tomorrow. They're fantastic. But here's also something that's fantastic that might be coming. I fucking love Lucifer. If you haven't watched Lucifer, get on that shit. Go to Fox. Go to Hulu. Go to Fox Now. DVR that shit. Lucifer is probably perhaps one of the that best comic book shows. What? We, I get, we, my headphones are dying, dude. We gotta wrap this up. We're wrapping it up, so go ahead and give the countdown, and then we'll we'll see if you can you can get through it this time, Justin. Give the countdown. Alright. Five, four, three, 
two, one, kick that music. Here we go, Justin. It's not loading. The following broadcast shows the following provisions in the sections 106 and 106A of the fair use of copyright work, including such use by reproduction copies of photo records of any other means specified for the section of purpose, and the comments and news reporting, Damn. teaching, including multiple Bro, copies. Don't adjust your keyboard. You're about to watch intro. the comic book jerk show. From the flame of the game, we're throwing the fans. We're back, so I got more time to practice this again. Yeah, we, we are definitely back, dude. So, have you, you watched any, any of Lucifer, by the way? I have. It's on my Hulu list. I Dude, is it? Pick up with it. Is it not a great show? I need show? to go and watch South Park. I need to go and watch South Park right now. Yes, you do need to watch South Park. It's not as epic as I thought. It kind of feels like it's pieced together. Um, doesn't feel like it's a complete episode, but maybe we'll get a DVD features, man. Maybe we'll get the actual episode before they started cutting it. Yeah. Have a great time. All folks. right, everyone. Have a great Go ahead and tell them bye. <laughs> bye.